welcome to Retro Wars, where each week me and a friend talk about the video games we used to play back when we were kids. My name is Daniel Carroll, and this is episode 94, and we're talking Final Fantasy VII Advent Children. Yes, we are going to the movies once again. We went there about quite a few weeks ago with Tekken, so I've decided, you know what, let's go down to the movies. And there's a reason for this, because episode 100 is coming. Episode 100 is only six weeks away. I wonder what game it's going to be. So I decided as a bit of a prelude, I wanted to do the movie version, which was the Final Fantasy VII Advent Children. I remember when this was even advertised, I lost my mind. I was like, what is this? They're making a movie of this game? Well, it was actually a sequel. I just could not believe it. Now, this week, joining me, we had a duo. We had Chris from the Retro Hangover podcast and Sam for the newly established Retrotopia podcast. Sam was making his debut and Sam will also be on the show. We are scheduled to do, what are we going to do? We are doing Shining Force and we're doing Act Razor. So they are future games coming along. And Chris, well, Chris is always here every month. He's always got something in the pipeline, so he'll be here. You know that. Right. If you want to just go to that, go about half an hour. Somewhere like half an hour, you can skip straight to ahead. But please stay. We try and have a bit of fun. Let's just get the plugs out of the way, shall we, first. Wherever you listen to this, please give it a five-star review. Please give it, you know, say whether it's good, say whether it's bad, and help share the shows on the so- share, share the shows. Help to share the shows on any socials. Also, I am on YouTube at the Retro Wars UK. Please go over and give that a subscribe. We want to try and get that to a thousand subscribers because that means we can start getting paid again. If you want to help support the show financially, you can do so over on Patreon, um, which is patreon.com forward slash RetroWars, where for $1 each month you get access to your own show called DLC. It could be top 10s, modern day game reviews or gaming events. And as a bit of a sneak peek, this is episode 67, where I'm discussing the Game Award nominations and who I think is going to win. Best esports team. Oh, for fuck's sake. Evil Geniuses in Valorant. Fnatic in Valorant. Gaming, oh, Gaming Gladiators, Dota 2. JD Gaming, League of Legends. And Team Valid- Vitality in Counter Strike. Jesus Christ. How big is esport gaming? How big are some of these trophies? They're mental. Let's mix it up a little bit. I'm going to go with Gaming Gladiators at Dota 2, just because the trophy's absurd. And that was episode 67 of DLC and my thoughts on who's going to win the Game Awards. Now, as I said, if you want to join in on Patreon... This is going to be, and everyone, I want to have a game with this. I want everyone to give me their nominations in private. I'll be chasing a few of you to see. I want to make this a bit of a game. Yes, my answers are on the table, but I want to hear from you. I want to see who can get the best, who can get the most right answers. So if you want to do that, that is over at patreon.com forward slash retro wars. But also just to let you know that next week is going to be a review of Mario RPG. It's finished. It's done. So we're going to be doing that for next episode of 68. To also let you know that 5% of all our Patreon fund and eventually YouTube fund will go to a UK charity called Get Well Gamers and they will help 150 children's wards across the UK giving them games and consoles. So far we've only raised about $8 which I know is tiny but one day I want to make this grow and we can start donating games and consoles. 
If you do want to donate any games directly, the link is in the description below and the charity will really appreciate it. Additionally, what else do you get for your money? Well, you get access to our own Discord, the chance to message me one-on-one, and take part in all our shows of 16 Bits of Nonsense, Survive or Die, DLC, or comment on a game of the week, and I'll butcher your names. Right, let's go to our letter section, which we call 16 Bits of Nonsense. Sixteen bits of nonsense is our letter section where you guys can pretty much ask whatever you want. So first up, Captain N says, "Double D, Danny." That's a bit harsh. That's a bit harsh. I'm, I'm definitely a B cup. I wouldn't say I'm a double D. That's a bit mean. I do need to get rid of these Bs. I do. It's you versus a Subaru Outback in a UFC octagon. You have the equipment, but it has the Perstrata, I don't know how to pronounce that, all-wheel drive, and gets 34 miles a gallon. Who would win in a fight? Surely the car. Surely. Like, I don't know. If the car goes full acceleration, I, I don't know, could I jump out the way? Maybe, maybe I might have the advantage here. Actually, no, I think I might win. Because they're going to say, look how close you are when the fight starts, okay? So it's all going to be, how quickly can that thing accelerate to how quickly I can react and jump on the bonnet? I think once I jump on the bonnet, I'm going to win. Because it's not going to have much time before it smashes into the end of the the, the octagon. And that's going to be the end of it. It's all going to be It's all be that first literally two seconds of the fight. If I can get on top of it, I reckon I win. And I can. And also, what equipment? Are we talking like blowtorch? Are we talking like a nail gun? I don't know. I'm not saying this fight's going to happen. I really don't. I think the moment I end up falling on the floor, I lose because I'm going to get ran over. I don't care how much acceleration you can say. You know, it's going to get any acceleration is going to crush me. Let's be honest. Now, it's a Subaru Outback. It's that's not a small car, so I think I'm in a bit of trouble. So I'm going to give myself a nail gun, and I think I'll win. I think that's that's my that's my weapon of choice. I'm going to take a nail gun. Although in theory, I could just take like a I don't know a bazooka, but I assume equipment's not weapon. So I'm taking a nail gun because that is equipment's or tool. I love how he's put 34 miles as a gallon. It's just just to emphasize how how much power this thing's got, which is ridiculous. That's that's, that's one of the weirdest questions we've had on this show. <laughs> oh, I love you guys. Raging Demon says, Danny of the Carols, are the Pringles guy and the Monopoly man the same person? You know when I say you guys can ask me anything, people are gonna be like, has this got anything to do with gaming? <laughs> I'm fucking hell. They do, in fact, look very similar. But more importantly, who would win in there if they were engaged into combat? Does a Pringles guy pass go and curb stomp the Monopoly man and take $200 from him? Or does a Monopoly man burn the Pringles dude rental application and have him out on the street? Well, honestly, there's only one winner here, and it's got to be the Monopoly man. Because he's got a body. The Pringles guy's just a face. So can you imagine this on the floor? It's just basically this, this... this face, this 2D face lying on the floor going, kill me, kill me now. When the Monopoly man can just walk around, do what he wants. Question for you. Does the Monopoly man have a monocle or not? Yeah, there's always one that gets my brain thinking. Uh, now, the Monopoly man would easy when you just curb stomp him. You wouldn't need an easy way anything. Just stomp on his face. American History X style. 
I don't even know why we're having this debate. Raging Demon, that's one of the silliest questions you've ever asked. Come on. It's just a face. Maybe if you got the face and put it on Nicholas K- or John Travolta, Nicholas Cage, then you might be into something. But we're not going to talk about face-off. You just gave me the basic scenario. So yeah, Monopoly Man for the win. Dave McGee says, Dear Danny Danny from Bo Banny. You see, I got that in one. You have to adopt adopter. I say I, mean, I think you're saying to adopt. Adopt two people from the Retro Wars community. One to be your favourite and the other to be your other hated child. Who do you pick? Oh, Jesus. To pick the hated child, that's easy. That's Chris. Come on. It's Chris all day long. I'm making my bitch. Uh, I literally, I'm not even, I'm not even doing anything. You can sit there and like pick at my toes and, you know, give me like little foot massages. You know, when you go those, you see those foot, like go. When you see those foot massage parlors, that'll be him. So do my toes, bitch. But sir, your toes are perfect. Don't care. Keep going. Just do it all day. I'm sitting here and play video games and spit on you. Not to say you should spit on the staff. That's not what I'm implying. I just spit on Chris. We make that very, very sure. I don't think we should spit on the staff who were the nail technicians. Okay? Just Chris. Um, Who do I adopt? <laughs> That's going to get me in trouble, isn't it? Uh, no, I'm not saying it. I'm not because I'm not playing favourites. And bear in mind, my brothers are on this. My brothers are paid DLC members. It'd be a bit weird me adopting them. Actually, no. Yeah, fuck it. I'll adopt my brothers. Ha! <laughs> I'll adopt Donatello and Michelangelo. That that's who I'm doing. I'm adopting them because they are. Them. I'll just make them my bitch. I'm. They're already my bitch because they're. I'm the older brother. I'm literally the I'm Leonardo, so they are my bitch. As much as Donatello thinks, oh, 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 I'm the biggest. I'm the, you're not the biggest, sunshine. You're not the biggest. I'm the eldest. I'm the best. Get that in your head. You'll never be the eldest. Go speak to Master. Go speak to Shredder. Have a word with him, and he'll tell you that Leonardo le- leads the pack, not you. So yeah, I'll, no. Do you know what? I love Michelangelo. I'm adopted just Donatello. I'm adopted Donatello, and he can be the other doing the other foot. So Chris can be on one foot, and he can be the other one. I know he should, again, the other's going to be my favourite, because he's going to be my favourite nail technician, and the other one's going to be, so Chris will do my bad foot, uh, which is like no toe, well, they both don't have big toenails, but the one that grows back, and then Donatello could do the one that doesn't grow back. So there we go, favourite child, hated child. See, answered it in the end. And talking of Chris Goplin, he asks, Chuck Smutty Lord of the Rings of Saturn, damn you. So we all know what you're a fresh Aussie, but you can't totally leave your homeland behind. So I have to ask, since you've become acquainted now with both cultures, who'd win the fight? A Kiwi and a Welshman teaming up, team up, or a roving band of supple sheep? <laughs> Who's going to have a bad time? Hashtag praise Saturn. And for that, I hate you. Um, I'm going to say the Kiwis. Because... <laughs> For the simple reason that you won't know, know this if you're not from Australia, every year the uh, New Zealand always do this advert for New Zealand beef, or New sorry New Zealand lamb, and it's always hilarious. It's always like proper takes the piss out of Australia, and I love it. I love the fact they do that. And so again, you won't see that unless you're from this part of the part of the woods. So I'm gonna go simple because I, I think the Welsh person needs to stay away from the sheep. You, you know what you do. Keep away. But the Kiwi definitely does eat the lambs. They definitely do. Yeah, so I'm definitely going to say on that one. <laughs> Maybe not the lambs the Welsh have been near. 
Maybe not go near those ones. That, that yeah, any sheep or lambs have been touched by the Welsh, they they need to be quarantined immediately. So, but I I do think I don't think the sheep. Are, I love how he says supple sheep as well. You're disgusting. You horror. So please, if you listen to this, sign up to Patreon or patreon.com forward slash RetroWars where you can ask actual gaming questions and not these bastards who ask me questions like this. I know they're all sitting there going, meh, 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 laughing. Well, sod you. Sod you all. All right, that is enough of the letter section. Let's go into our new section, which we call Patch 94.0. So Patch 94.0 is our new section where I've been looking at what's been going on in the gaming world and giving my thoughts about it. So first up, Killer Instinct Anniversary Edition patch goes live. How good's this? It's out now, it is out by the time you're listening to this. And you know, this game originally came out for the Xbox One in 2016 and it's getting a brand new patch. I'm so happy for that. So this is developer Iron Galaxy and apparently multiple tweaks. And also the good thing is, um, it's if you previously paid for this in any you know any edition, whether it's base or like the, the perfect edition, this is you'll get this at no extra charge. Awesome, awesome. But it also, if you are wanting to buy the definitive version now, this is replacing it. Okay, so no extra add-on. So that's really good. I'm happy it's getting a patch. Like, look, I haven't played the Killer Instinct version of the Xbox because I never had an Xbox or an Xbox One. I only played Killer Instinct on the Super Nintendo, which we will be doing at some point. However, I'm just happy that fighting games are getting more of this push. And with this update, that probably kills if we're going to get a Killer Instinct 2 in the immediate future. But I'd like to see if it starts getting the ball rolling, that that Microsoft and Iron Galaxy can go, do you know what? I think we do need to make this game. I do think we need to have a, a Killer Instinct 2. I think we do. Why not? You know, Xbox hasn't got that many fighting games of its own. Yes, it's got Dead or Alive, Dead or, Dead or Alive. We haven't seen any of that for absolute donkeys. I want to see more fighting games because at the moment it is just being dominated by the same ones over and over again. And I want to see more competition because more competition breeds better games because they have to be better and better and better. I, I look at Tekken 8, that's stepped up its game dramatically. Because it knows the competition it's facing. The aim is to be on the Evo stage. That is the aim. If you're on the Evo stage, you're top dog. And it's been dominated by quite a few recently. You're talking about the Guilty Gears. You're talking about Dragon Ball, Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, Tekken. So you want to be up there. And maybe Killer Instinct might be up there with this patch. I don't know. But remember, it is going to be an 11-year-old game by the time the next Evo rolls around. So I want to see them in the future. The grand, this is, this is horrible news, I didn't like this. The GTA 5 voice actor has been swatted for the sixth time. So that's Ned Luke who voices Michael in, in GTA 5. Now what, if you don't know what swatted means, like a lot of people might do, but for those who don't, it's where you're live streaming and someone will call a SWAT team to your house, basically implying that there's been shots fired and the, the police have to respond. They have to respond exactly as they would. They go, oh, it's the fifth time, or well, they should. But it's a dangerous thing because you could get killed. You know, the police turn up. They're they're in potentially, I'm not saying, you know, trigger happy mode. They're not that at all. But they're in a situation where they could face gunfire. So the, the, you know, the adrenaline's up. They've, they've got to be concerned. 
And luckily, in this case, he joked and said they sent an ambulance, but still someone got sent. I don't know why this is happening. Like, the voice actor basically was streaming, and then, yep, an ambulance came. But all it takes is, you know, something stupid to happen like this, and someone's going to get hurt. Someone innocent's going to get hurt. Like, he came out and tweeted... Uh, oh, sorry, it was the fire department, I should say. Sorry, he said, everyone's fine. Thanks for your concern. This is the sixth time we've been swatted, but points for originality. This time they sent the fire department. So the chances are they probably joked. They've not said an actual police car, you know, say someone's been shooted. But that's so bad. It's so bad. And he came out and said, in a way, I feel sorry for the individual or group of individuals pulling these pranks. That said, authorities are on the trail and have some significant evidence in hand that hopefully will lead to this paste-eating clown's mum's basement. Yeah, I hope the person gets jail time. It, it's not only a risk for all those involved, it's a waste of police resources. It's like that thing when you call, you said fire, 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 and the fire brigade goes to somewhere where they should have been actually you know, used and needed somewhere else. I, I just find that absolutely disgusting and abhorrent. I know kids might find it funny, but I think maybe... You know, as an adult, you can sort of really see the gravitas and what that actually means, especially, you know, if your relative needs someone and the emergency services aren't there. So whoever's doing that, stick, stick the finger up their arse. Absolute dickhead. <sighs> right, more cheerful mood. Mood. New, cheerful news. Sonic the Hedgehog 3 movie has shown off its first little little signs of production. So the official Sonic the Hedgehog movie account on Twitter, slash X, revealed the first image of Sonic 3, which was Shadow's shoes. Woo-hoo-hoo! It looks good. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, it's only a still, but it's aiming to be released on December the 20th next year. So not well, just over a year to go. I'm so excited for this. I, I hope Jim Carrey's back. I know Jim Carrey's meant to be coming out of retirement. Potentially, st- I hope this, if this is going to be his last film, let it be this. Is this film going to be a hit? Yep, it will. And again, now the Mario films come out, the Sonic team's got to go, we've got to make this film even better. We've got to look at what didn't work in Sonic 2 because the human element didn't really work that much in Sonic 2. So maybe remove that a little bit this time. Focus more on the, the characters, the actual main characters. I am really looking forward to it. I think they have to because adding another character, you know, last time we had Knuckles and Tails, now we've got Shadow. So that's another one. They could even add Rouge the Baton. I don't know. But more characters, the less time for the humans, which is a good thing. But I'll be definitely going to see that with Hiccups. Day dot, and she'll be old enough at that point, so I think she'll be fully engaged. Now, thing I'm hopefully she gets engaged with is Pokemon. Apparently, a limited time Pokal vinyl features the original Japanese theme songs is coming out at the beginning of January. I want it, I want it, I want it, I want it. Do I have a record player? No, but I still want it, I want it, I want it. I looked up some record players, they were so expensive. I don't think the missus would be too happy if I bought a record player just to play a Japanese Pokemon theme tune. I think she'd be a bit pissed off with me for that. Where I could just download it now, but you gotta have these things. You you gotta have these things, haven't you? All right, few more stories. Ganondorf's new look in Tears of the Kingdom was meant to make players fall for him. Now the Tears of the Director Kingdom, Tears of the Kingdom director. I'm gonna butcher this. Hidemo Fubayashi, maybe you got that right. He basically confirmed that Ganondorf's new design was intentionally sexy. He basically wants to make him as look as wicked as they come, but hot enough that all players of all genders would swoon. He, I remember when they revealed him, and it was like, bait, he's bait, everyone, oh my god. Sexy Ganondorf. That was the first thing I thought when that came out. I was like, who's put Bowser's crown on him? Or Peach's crown? Definitely sexy Ganondorf, and they hit what they were meant to. So, yeah, fair play. You knew what you were doing. 
you thirst trap bastards. <sighs> Microsoft wants Game Pass on PlayStation, Nintendo, and every screen possible. So their CFO, Tim Stewart, said during the Wells Fargo TMNT Summit, his goal is to make first-party games and Game Pass available on every screen that can play screams, and that includes rivals' consoles. A bit of a strange strategy there. I think that's dangerous, because if you do that, what's the point of Xbox? But maybe maybe they don't need the consoles. Again, yeah, the consoles obviously make you money, but if you've got... Uh, so I think that's going to be their goal, you know. Ah, Jesus, I didn't think of that. I, when I first heard about that stupid, I went, no, that's fucking genius. Your consoles aren't selling that well. But if you can make a streaming service, and that is it, you're done. You get If you can get consistent money, then your production costs for the Xbox are gone. Ooh, that's clever. I think that's what Microsoft might be going to. Because, let's be honest, eventually we will be going to streaming platforms. That's what's going to happen. And the idea of the console will be gone. So I think Microsoft are already playing that long game. Do you know why? I don't know why I didn't think of that earlier. They're, they're already thinking long game. They're the Google Stadia, but that still had a console. Event. Why do we need a console? You just need a controller. That's what it's going to be. It'll be you just plug your, con your, your control into the TV and you're away. That's what eventually it's going to be. God, everything. The idea of how it'll just be how big's your TV. Done. Maybe not in like a year, but I can't see why in a few in a few years they will make this sort of thing where there'll be an app for PlayStation, an app for Nintendo. Well, that's the thing. Nintendo have the Switch, don't they? How the handheld market is going to work? Because there'll always be that desire for a handheld market. So maybe not all things will go, but maybe for Microsoft and PlayStation, I think that might be a way forward. It really might be. Hang on, I see a quick drink. Hang on. Okay, final story I'm just going to mention. Um, you know, we talked about the completionist thing last week and how Gerard from The Completionist, he had this charity called the Open Hand Foundation that was set up for his mum, who passed away sadly of dementia. And the tax filings got looked into by uh, Carl Josps and some ordinary gamer. Um, well, at the time, they never said anything was criminal. They said it looks a bit sketchy because they'd... In the IRS, this which is the tax filings, they had over six hundred sixty thousand dollars. They've said there's there, but they haven't donated anything, which was sketchy. So they asked them to look into it. It just looked sketchy. It was very sketchy with all the interviews they did because they actually spoke to Gerard and he said he knew about it a year ago and it, it's messed up. However, he was still saying they've been donating to, to organisations. It, it's very shady. It's got worse. It's got so much worse. And now the, both of them have said there is criminal activities, which is a bold statement to make. Because obviously you you risk and the uh, libel and not libel um, libels printed slander risk of that. What they've done they've done they did a bit more of an expose. Now this open hand foundations if they keep it very brief because there are better explanations of it. There are four ways it gets funded. One is things tiltify, which is any donations that get received on the like gaming streaming that they do to raise money through Indie Land. Second is money they get from Jamie Lee Curtis. Third is any donations like YouTube money um, and any bits, things, some subscriptions that come from Indyland. And fourth is a golf tournament um, that they, that his that 
Gerard's dad and the family have been doing for many years. Now, in the tax filings they've managed to get from Jamie Lee Curtis and from the Tiltify, I think it's called Tiltify, they've got how much they've raised, right? This is how much they've donated. And, and bear in mind, there's there's like over $100,000 between this and Jamie Lee Curtis. However, that doesn't then say, well, what about the YouTube donations? What about the stuff from the golf tournaments? And there's a lot of money missing. Now, the YouTube ones, you know, the money gets sent to YouTube and then the completionist and his crew have got to send it to the Open Hand Foundation directly. YouTube won't just go, right, I'm going to take off so much of the revenue and put it here. They don't do that. They go, they send in the money and say, that's your shit to sort out. However, with the golf tournament, they raise a lot of money. And to say how much money they raise is that they actually brought up photos and said, look, these are the packages that they can have. And some of these are like six and a half, ten thousand $10,000, a lot of money. And... They could be on the boards, they can be on the flags, they can be on the golf carts, the bags. And you've got people who actually meet this criteria, you can see through photos. And they're like Pepsi, Monster, Coca-Cola, big organizations. So you're looking at, it should be raising, let's just say lowball, like $50,000. That's not, the, the figures don't add up. They don't add up. So something's not going on and the problem is is because the Gerard and his family haven't said here's here's the money here's his photo of this money here's what we've got like straight away they haven't said anything in over two weeks now there's there's yeah something's going on and they're gonna get investigated and there's gonna be an audit and I think they'll find out very easily what's going on I don't think there's gonna be any hidden things I think it was in the sense of hidden strategies they're gonna be able to do and it's gonna be hard to find I think they'll uncrack un- this very quickly and if they have unfound it, it's going to be jail time because you do not fuck with your taxes in America. And good because it's charity fraud. And especially on the back of your dead mother. I think that's disgusting. I said, I've got, I had a relative. My grand died of dementia. Uh, she had vascular dementia. It's a very shit condition. I've worked with a lot of people and in a previous job who had dementia or who passed away with dementia. So I know a lot about the condition. I spoke with many families and tried to support them. That was my job, to help support families and teach them about dementia. So if this is all true, which I unfortunately suspect it is, then Gerard, go fuck yourself. I want it to be proven un- you know, untrue, I really do, but go fuck yourself. And yes, I'm going to be donating the month, and this month I will be donating. I know it's not a lot, but I'm going to start keeping, I wasn't previously, but I'm going to really start keeping an accurate record of how much we at Retro Wars actually receive and will be donating. And if anyone ever wants to see those figures, I will give you them. I will, because if YouTube, and this is the thing, this is where it can get better complicated. If YouTube do start, I get to a thousand subscribers, I then actively then qualify to get paid from YouTube. So I'll have the Patreon fund and I will have YouTube. And I will donate 5% of any revenue I make from YouTube, because it is going through Retro Wars, to um, Get Well Gamers. I will do that. But I will also have to make keep a very good account of what I'm doing. So if anyone ever wants to see those, message me and I will send it to you. I'm going to keep it all above board. I think you should when it's a charity. Because I'll have to do tax filings as well. In the sense of because if I'm getting external income, I have to do tax filings. So I am open to anyone. I'm open to discuss that with anyone. I'll ch- discuss that with the charity. Whatever. I just think if you're doing something like that, you need to be above board and actually do what you said you're going to do. So I hope this all gets proven false. But I unfortunately think it's all true. So not the nicest thing to end on, but let's 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 go up to a, a nice cheery thing, shall we? Let's go to our free section which anyone can play, which is stick it up, you ginjo. Uh-huh. 
So sticking up with your duo is our free section where anyone can play. Now, we've actually run out of comments as of this week. We've got, we'll have to put up a few more posts. So you're going to see it littered on a few Facebook groups. If you go to a retro game things, you might see a few little comments asking for your thoughts. Well, we've got two this week. Matthew Bailey, accepting that I'm not a fan of Sekiro's parry-based combat, even though I adore the Dark Souls games. Yeah, <laughs> I, can, I understand that one. I, I really do, because, like, Sekiro... So, if you don't know, Sekiro was made um, from the sick bastards who made the Dark Souls games and From Software, and it's very different. It is very different in comparison to Dark Souls games, where I would never used to like the parry system of Dark Souls. It's like, oh, shit, that's all, that's all Sekiro is. I'm like, fucking fuck, 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 dick, because it's like you got to retrain your brain to now do parries. And I kind of didn't play much of Sekiro. I've got it. Again, it's in the backlog. And ugh, I'm going back to that at some point, aren't I? And it's going to horrify me. And I will, once again, once I start doing the backlog, I'm going to um, do more modern day game reviews. But yeah, I feel you I feel you paid, Matthew. I really do. And finally, Rob Van Delden says, oh, Rob Van Delden, what a name. Final Fantasy 16. It makes you miss the Squaresoft Final Fantasy games. Oh, Jesus. How how far how old Final Fantasy are we going here? Are we talking like one to six, seven to twelve? Where, how far are we going? It is a very different Final Fantasy sixteen, isn't it? You're not having real party members, just having Clive. Very different than what we're used to. I wonder how Final Fantasy seventeen. That's the thing. What's seventeen gonna be? That's mental to think about. We've got seventeen, and we're talking about Final Fantasy seven today. Absolutely bonkers, isn't it? And a lot of people they weren't used to it. They're not. So I don't know if we'll ever go back to that turn-based system we had in the past, but wait and see. All right, let's go into our final Patreon exclusive, which is called Survive or Die. Hey, listen! Survival Dies, where we get two games characters, franchises, games, could be anything, and we have them knelt before Mr. Jeffrey D. Morgan, who is wearing an Earthworm Jim suit, and he has Shao Kahn's hammer to boot. And we ask the question, which one of them is going to have their brain splattered in, and which one of them will live to fight another day? As we're talking Final Fantasy VII Advent Children, I wanted to look at some of the side characters who are amazing, and they are Reno and Rude of the Turks. I love the Turks, I love both of them. They both have their own characteristics, and they really got fleshed out during this movie. It made me love them so much. But I want to hear from you guys. Who do you think deserves to get their brain splashed in? Who do you believe deserves to live to fight another day? I have my answer, but I am prepared to hear otherwise. So let's get into it, shall we? Captain N says, Brutal. These two side characters in a game with way too many side characters are the only to be caricatures. Neither is funny, neither is exciting to see on screen, so technically they can both die in a helicopter crash. That's a bit harsh. But Danny is Danny, and if I don't pick on, if I don't pick on, you mean I don't pick one, he's going to be all, all like, Oi, mate, King and Country, Spice Girls, James Bond, Kangaroo, or some shit. Yeah, I will. Um, see, I can't understand him. So, because Reno is a redhead, and I too like red things, I'm going to pick him to survive, and pun inserted here, it's rude or not. Rude dies because rude, 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 yeah, read that, Danny, read it and sound awkward. Okay, I'm going to sleep these beers off, Jesus Christ. So, that wasn't just me bad reading. <laughs> can, we, 
That's like that's why he's put rude dies because rude, rude, rude. Yeah, ready that, Danny. Read it and sound awkward. I'm actually quite impressed. I read that because um, one of my mates, Matt, who'll be coming on the show soon, said to me, "I can't believe you read like an idiot sometimes, and how you do that." Maybe I should slow down when I do my reading. But when you get stuff like that, it makes it bloody difficult. So, Captain N, what the hell were you thinking when you were drinking those beers? Dave McGee says, Reno survives because, well, you know why. No, I don't know why. You need to tell me. See? Anyone hear any ambulance? Yeah, someone's been swatted again. Someone's been swatted. Who was that? Who did that? Chris Goplin says, Rude survives because there is a character in wrestling named Rick Rude. And he was cool. But Reno is just a poor man's Las, Las Vegas. Does anyone even talk about Reno anymore? The city, not the character. <laughs> Just because of Rick Rude. <laughs> nothing to do with their characteristics. Nothing to do with their personalities. No, no. Just because we can base them on wrestlers. That's how we do this in this show. Fine, fine, fine. And Raging Demon says, I've never played Final Fantasy VII. There, I said it. I don't get the fascination. The best game on the PlayStation 1 was Tekken 3. So Reno had the harangue knockoff survives because of the red hair thick. For fuck's sake, you lot. Jesus Christ. We literally get into episode 100 and we just never get any coherent answers, do we? And Raging Demon, go play Final Fantasy VII and I'll get that. Oh, oh he's gonna, you're going to struggle with this episode then, aren't you? Christ almighty. Right, because none of you gave even a, a remotely sensible answer here. I'm letting Rude survive because Rude is cool. The guy had his sunglasses broken and then has another pair. He is the strong, silent type who fancies Tifa. He's awesome. I love him. He is awesome. He looks like he should be this real hard-ass, but in reality, he never wants to get involved in anything. So Rude survives. Reno's just a hyperactive puppy. He can die. All right? Shall we leave it as that? Just move on? You all failed? <laughs> oh, I love you guys. I really do. All right, okay. What have I been up to? I've been dog-sitting at the moment. My uncle and auntie left their dogs with us uh, while they went tripping. Tripping. They went They went on a trip to Adelaide. Yes, sitting there in Adelaide going, tripping balls. And all I've been doing is getting bitten by mosquitoes because they are rampant at the moment. It's horrific. I, and we're looking ready to a heat wave. Things going to be 37 degrees this weekend, which is going to be nice and fun. So I'm going to try and stay at a friend's house and go use their swimming pool. Let's be clever about these things. Uh, what if I... Oh, and I'm also injured. Boo! I'm injured. I injured my arm playing last week. So my arm is a bit sore. My right arm. I've done the joints. Hopefully it's minor. I didn't play last week. I didn't play this week. I'm hoping to be back next week. Um, they said I'll play outfield, but I'm not good enough outfield. I'm not. Compared to what, in the stand that I play in, it's not just one that I'll just have have a go. They, they're re all really good players outfield. And I felt really dejected about it. I said, oh, I'm not good enough. And they went, yeah, but you're a goalie. That's your skill. I said, we couldn't go in goal. We wouldn't have a clue. But you go in goal and you're like at our standard in goal, which made me feel like quite good. So, yeah, I need to make sure my arm's healed. Um, so we'll see how it is next week. And I'd really want to make sure it's fine for the season, the main season. I'll be really good at so many playing like short-sided, what we call five-a-side, so five people on each team. So I want to make sure I'm fit for the main season, which is not long in April, a few more months to go. What have I been playing? Well, I have now finished Razor. That's done. That is done and dusted. Finished that. Um, I've completed it. I was quite chuffed. Um, so that is getting an episode soon. I think we're recording that next week. Um, I have played Paper Mario. I'm currently on Chapter 5. 
So that is progressing quite nicely at the moment. Good old Paper Mario on the N64. Really, really enjoying it. Um, right, okay, so that's been going on. Been going on for over half an hour. Let's get your thoughts in. Yeah, thoughts on Final Fantasy and Advent Children before me, Chris, and Storm. Storm Beagle, that's who it is. It's Sam. We get into it. So Shaddock TH says, yes, finally. I was waiting when you'd be doing an episode on this film. I really like this film. It was so awesome. This film was basically an afterstory of Final Fantasy VII, and it basically showed, with an action of anime and how Cloud grown up, and how he beat Sephiroth without using any materia. And that even showed a new version of Omnislash, the Omnislash version 5, where the ultimate smash attack of Cloud with the Advent Children outfit was used, and even Dissidia Duo Decem 012 it was used. Basically, this CGI film is really great. Yeah, he's got a new costume. He gets a new costume, he gets a new sword, he gets a new um, Omnislash, and they put this in Distidia. They put it in Smash Brothers as well. In Smash Brothers, he has the, the extra costume, which is such a cool little touch. And this sword as well, like that is such a cool touch. Didn't need to do that, but it was amazing. Captain N says, I like this movie. For its time, the visuals were top-notch. The story was very Final Fantasy. The characters were established, but given the care they deserved in the final fight, oh my god, what a good fight. And I couldn't agree more. Yeah, look, there are, there are pros and cons to this film. Definitely are. I think there was a there was a Blu-ray version called... Was it called Complete? That was added an extra half an hour on, and that definitely fleshed out the, the story. And now we're talking the based film. Me and um, Sam have seen the extra version and we kind of add those bits in it definitely helps flesh out the characters and scenarios because you're like how the hell have we got from a to b here how's that happened but yeah the visuals were top notch at the time the final fight was incredible holy shit it was so good as everything i ever wanted and um, dave mcgee's advent children in nito <laughs> fair enough fair enough dave and Chris Coplean, one of our guests, says, Captain M makes a good point. I hope we probably won't be friends after this episode is over. <laughs> I wonder where he's going with that. I wonder where he's going. All right, I have been talking long enough. It is time to get to the episode. So I'm going to put some music on. And when I come back, me and Sam and Chris are going to be talking about Final Fantasy VII Advent Children, which released in Japan in September the 14th, 2005. Fuck me, I'm old. Today is a, well, it's one of our special episodes. It's where we look at a video game movie, and we have one of our regulars, Mr. Chris Copley, for the Retro Hango podcast. How are you? I am doing fantastic, Danny. It is a brilliant day. I have praised Saturn. I have to, because I have to just clean myself after just being doused in PlayStation and Square Enix propaganda for this episode. <laughs> So I had to I had to wash myself in the rains of Saturn for for you. <laughs> the rains of Saturn. I just got a, I just got this image of a Saturn disc just pissing all over him. 
Do you, do you want that? You love that image. It's a golden <laughs> reign of Saturn. To be fair, that'd be pretty funny. I'd pay for that. I'd pay to someone with a satin desk to piss on you. That'd just be great. I guess that makes you a little bit of a a little bit of a sick fuck, Danny. I, that's some yeah. kink shit. That is, yeah. Well, that's what that's that's what the show does to you. That's what the show does. But also making their debut is one of our Patreon members, Mr. Storm Beagle. How are you? Hey, Danny. How you doing? I'm doing great today. You were like, oh, I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to do this film. And there are some people who are going to be like, yay, this is a great film. Then there are some people, probably like Chris, who are like, oh my god, this is absolutely disgraceful. I didn't say that. We'll <laughs> figure it out, we'll though. <laughs> <laughs> now, unlike any old normal game review, when it comes to these films, we go through it scene by scene. And basically, you don't have to watch this film if you don't want to, because we will spoil the fook out of it and give you our opinion. Um, so... Mm. The film begins, and it, now also I have to make it clear there is a there is a, a Blu-ray version, um, and called Complete Final Fantasy VII Advent Children Complete, and it adds additional scenes. It kind of fleshes it out a little bit, but I when I didn't have time to watch the, the complete version, so I watched the normal version on the train. So y- y- exactly, ooh. Yeah. So Storm Beagle, watch. you can kind of you can kind of jump in when there's like additional scenes. Because um, I do remember some of them. Yeah. Okay, so the film begins, and basically it is, and uh, the music starts, a dun, 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 already a win, already get a movie of the year, give it an Oscar. And no. it basically, sh- yes, give it an Oscar. <laughs> so it shows, um, it basically has like the repeating the end of seven, which is great. And it's, sh- oh, hang on, no, it does the... Um, no, no, no. It, basically, you see Red 13, and Red 13 as basically it's the end of what happened in Final Fantasy VII, and he's basically jumping around with his pups, and he looks good. Red 13, for the time, looked yeah. amazing. Yes, looks great. I don't know why they showed <laughs> that, because they completely retcon what happens in that scene because of this movie. But yes, it's there. The ending of Final Fantasy it's- VII is there. It's there, and yeah. then it goes 498 years later. So everybody is pretty much Earlier. dead. Earlier, oh, yeah. sorry, yeah. Every, everyone's dead. Um, now it shows the Turks who are going into the northern crater, and Rido's getting a bit pissed off in his helicopter, goes down, and all of a sudden you hear gunshots, Elena gets shot, and the helicopter flies away. So we have no idea what the fuck is going on, basically. If you're confused now, it's uh, you probably should be. <laughs> yeah, um, it only gets worse. In the complete version, um, I don't know if you had this, Danny, but um, there was a little bit of a like text that goes across the screen, and it said, "To those who love this world and new friendly company therein, this reunion is for you." I thought that was nice. So I don't know if it was in the original version, but it's in the complete. No, it wasn't. It wasn't in the in the in the original version. Uh, but yeah, that reads nice. Chris is probably like, it "Oh, does. shut up." <laughs> I mean, it is for 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 Final Fantasy VII simps, so it does. Right, sense. that's what it's saying. Like, this is yeah, this is not for you if you don't understand what this is. And then yeah. yeah, go home. If, if you're not going <laughs> right. to blindly overlook all our failures, then then this then you don't need to be here. Now it it then does a summary of. How it tries to do a summary of the Final Fantasy game in like two minutes. I was like, what the? F- mm-hmm. No, 
You can't summarise it. Like, it's nice music, don't get me wrong. I do like the music. But it's like, there's no way you can summarise it in two minutes. I was like, good fucking luck. Although, I did like seeing all the characters, like, at the end, when they were... Voof, 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 and they flew that in the cool. final battle. That, that was cool. cool. Yeah, they all they all cool. jump in. Yeah, that lo- that little bit looked cool. But they, in the complete version, they put Kate Sith in. They actually put yeah. the, mo- the the bo- the the big body in. I was like, "There's no way they put that thing in because of production costs. There's just no way, right?" Because he would have cost a fortune to make. Big beefy then, boy, kite seeth. He's a beefy boy, and then we start our main main. The main thing actually begins, and basically they're in this new city, and basically everyone's going around their normal day, apart from kids are just. Dying. They're just dying on the street and no one gives a shit. Fuck them kids. <laughs> That's a pretty nasty plague. The uh yeah. the geostigma. Geostigma. Yeah. <laughs> so there's that guy the... in the alley that they see and, and he just kinda melts from the inside. <laughs> yeah, it's like, pretty grim, isn't it? They they yeah. show it's all kids, but it's not all kids. It's infecting more than kids. Right? It is. Cloud has it. But you you look at all the pictures throughout the city. And it's like only kids. So it's like, we're going to tug at your heartstrings and just make you think only orphans have it. It's like an ASPCA commercial with children, only <laughs> only in Midgar. Like, no, oh, don't you? For, for, for five gil a month, you too can support a starving orphan child. Look at, look at the poor orphan child. Right, yeah, it's, amazing. it's amazing how many orphans have this condition. Not just regular, just orphans. Just orphans. You know... It's better. It's better than making food out of them. I'll give it that. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus, it's all just street urchins and alley people, pretty much. That get it, and then cloud plus cloud, right? Plus cloud. Yeah, no one will miss them. You know, that's that's why Jack the Ripper killed hookers. (laughs) (laughs) I will never know who he is. So then he goes to Denzel who is a new character. And honestly, I'm just going to say from the start, fuck Denzel. Yeah. Fuck Denzel. He kind of comes out of nowhere, doesn't he? And his flashbacks don't make any sense. They don't stitch them together really well. No, they explain it in the Advent Children, like how he he basically vandalized the bike. I was like, oh, fuck off. Or he's trying to steal from us. I don't care. Why put him in there? No. We don't want to see him anyway. No, we don't. He's a horrible character. I hope he dies in in the gap between this and Dirge of he dies. I, that would cheer me up. Could you imagine? Yeah, he, he finds, p- like... Oh, go ahead. No, he finds the... Like you said, how, how his flashback is he's trying to, like, steal stuff off the bike, but he's the worst thief ever, because all he does is find the cell phone and then call Tifa on it. I have to do that. I even have to say, I had to look this guy up while we were talking because I didn't know his name was Denzel. It was just plot device child number number one. <laughs> right. It's it's the boy kid. That's that's the one. That's his name. Boy kid from now on is, is Denzel. Imagine boy kid. You, you know, you rob someone and then it's like, right, okay, first thing I'm going to do is ring, the, ring somebody. Yeah, what right. Was, what, what did he think was going to happen? <laughs> what did he think? Where was the point of this? This no is why idea. He gets, this is why he gets the geostigma because he's a dirty thief, and no one likes a thief. Exactly. Right? He's, he's an urchin. Fucking, <laughs> fucking yeah, by urchin. 
Society will not will not miss you as we grind you into Red 13 food. I almost think he's a plot device because uh, they didn't want to give, what is it, Marlene, Barrett's Marlene. little daughter? Like, you don't want to give Marlene yeah. the stigma. Marlene's yeah. too nice. You don't want to give it to cute. her. You absolutely we... want to give her the stigma. Because <laughs> she's the only one the you give a shit about. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah. Actually, we uh, heartstrings would be pulled if she got it. Yeah, that's a good point. And then yeah. we go to Tifa in the bar, who's cleaning. And I was, I, I was thinking to myself, hang on, you should have done those dishes yesterday. She's oh, changed her clothes. Closed. Good for her. Yeah, she has crazy. changed. Yeah, she's finally changed. Yeah. And you get a phone call, and it's basically she's like, oh, fucking no one's. He's not here. And it's Cloud's got a delivery service. And then she goes, oh, I know you. I know you. And I was like, do you want to tell us who it is? Do you want to... <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Of course they don't. No. Fuck this mystery. And then it goes back to um, the Buster Sword. The good old scene looking over Midgar. And the Buster Sword is looking a bit rusted now. And a wolf has a sniff. Now, I assume the wolf is meant to be Zack for this whole freaking thing. But he doesn't understand why we're getting a wolf right. at all. He's a, he's a lone wolf. A noble wolf. The beautiful but wolf does, of Final Fantasy Advent Children. But there's no reference to Zack being a wolf in anything ever. Ever. It's Nomura, man. Just roll with it. Just, yeah, I'll just fucking roll with it. Um, you saw, and then you finally see bike, um, sorry, Cloud looking on his bike, looking all solemn. And, and he then, he's fucking miserable, Pretty cunt, much, isn't he? Yeah. He's so <laughs> miserable. So, like, that's the, that's the sad thing, too, is isn't that his entire arc? through the original Final Fantasy VII is he goes from this miserable, insufferable prick, and then he eventually learns, oh, all my friends are here for me, you know, power of friendship shit. And then he yeah, becomes right. somewhat tolerable. Why is he a cunt again? No, he well, just goes right he, back to it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he basically, he pulls out the survivor's guilt card. He pulls that out. He's, he's, getting, like... he's getting trimmed from a very attractive woman. Life is good. Everything is looking up. And he wants to be mopey Mc, McCunt face again? Like, fuck this dude. This is yeah, why Cloud is. is a shitty protagonist. Everyone who loves Cloud, you really need to think about this. Because this person <laughs> is continuously miserable and insufferable. This is his entire arc. Is He just wants to be an asshole. He's, he's, he likes Xenogears, probably. <laughs> That's his game. His game of choice, Xenogears. But he's miserable, and it clearly looks like he's got the stigma as well. Because he's wincing in pain. I was like, okay, so he's got... It's not just orphans, it's Cloud as well. And then he rides off, and then three guys come past. And this is possibly the worst scene I've seen in movie history. The worst scene. So apart these from kicking dudes. out... These <laughs> fucking dudes, exactly. So they kick over the bike because... They kick over the Buster Sword because, like, fuck you. And then they go, is that where Big Brother lives? And then one of them... We'll just call them two and three. Three goes... Number three goes, number two, don't cry. And then he's like, I'm not crying. And then number three starts crying. He's like, what the fuck? It's incredibly awkward. It, very it's awkward. so badly done. It's just really shit. I have no idea what's going on. Like, honestly, the fuck? Who cries like that? Have you guys ever uh, seen the movie Multiplicity? Uh, no. Where, like, yes. Michael Keaton, like, yes, yeah, so, like, Okay, I mean, now it's offensive. Like, you wouldn't be able to make it now, but, like, these are the multiplicity versions of Sephiroth. Like, there's something a little wrong with each one. <laughs> you 
ah, I see where you're going with that. I yeah, can see like, why you're not going to make that now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Enough, right now. I'm thinking of a bunch of jokes I would have made about 15 years ago that I can't say right, right. now about these characters. <laughs> and I'll just leave well, it at you, that. You can make the jokes. I'll just put a big beep over it. <laughs> nah, I think I'll leave them. I think I'll leave them to myself and... <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, this is on the record, so I'm going to be very careful here. <laughs> so after the, 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 they've started crying, they go after Cloud on his bike and have a fight. And i got to say, the fight scene was awesome. That's pretty cool. Uh, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, hear me out. Hear me out. Like, it, it could have been about 15 to 30 seconds shorter. I think it dragged on. Because here he is, he's getting all these swords out of his bike. So that's, it's kind of cool. You're wondering where they keep all this shit when they're traveling around mm. the world and they're not selling it. So here's all these swords that if you play Final Fantasy VII, you recognize. But then he just keeps whipping this shit out and they keep, like, distracting him. It's like, okay, this is kind of cool. This is kind of cool. Um, is there going to be some sort of resolution to this shit? Or is this going to, it's just a flashy scene that goes on forever? Oh, it's going to continue to go on forever. Okay. So this is, like, the first step. In, in which I started to fall asleep because it it, it it kind of took my interest away. If they just made it about 15 to 20 seconds shorter, it would have been a lot You'd better. You'd be happy. Yeah. That was See, the 15 to 20 seconds that you actually fell asleep. Ex- oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That must have been it. I fell asleep. Yeah, I missed right all the good now. parts. I fell asleep. I missed the good part. See, my issue with this is at one one point, one of the guys gets over Cloud and shoots him in the face. Yeah. (laughs) He only lost 500 hit points. Yeah, but he just goes, douche. I was like, okay, so he can take a bullet to the face, like literally, like about, what, a foot away and not bothered. I was like, okay, I think physics have gone out the window completely here. Dude, it's not a massive RPG logic. It does. Yeah. If yeah, this was a pulled... katana and they stabbed him, he would have died. But because it was a bullet, he's fine. Yeah, he's yeah. fine. He's fine. Yeah. Remember the stabbing bit for later, people. It's and an then... airsoft gun. Is it air? Oh, yeah, fucking hell. I'd imagine that. <laughs> Boop. Shoot with an airsoft gun. And then, so, basically, they run off. Um, and they Cloud's like, what the fuck's going on? I think probably, like, Chris at this point is like, what is going on? And he, he decides, right, bugger off. I'm going to go elsewhere and then he basically he start he gets a message from barrett and barrett's like hey spiky i found oil and i'm sitting there going that that that's not good uh, no 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 you're meant to be saving the planet that's actually harming yeah, right. it mm-hmm. <laughs> you're doing exactly what you shouldn't be doing you prick um and then off we go he goes just to see t- what? That just dawned on me. Wait, Barrett becomes an oil field worker? Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this Mako energy is, is fucking up the planet. I was wondering why we're, we're taking it. And, no, let's go. Let's go for oil. <laughs> <laughs> 10 out of 10. You're right. Movie of the year. Yeah, I was wondering why that didn't dawn on you then. <laughs> He's gone from saving the planet to fucking the planet. That's, that's he, so good. He used to be a coal miner, didn't he? He was a coal miner. Yeah. He's like, right, we can't do coal. Well, now we'll do Mako, and now we'll do the, now we'll do oil. 
Yeah, coal, coal, bad for the planet, but oil, now we can make plastic. <laughs> he's fucking stupid. Next, next thing you know, he's gonna be a, he's gonna be running a pharmaceutical company. He, oh, job! Imagine that, big Barrett's big tech. You motherfucker! <laughs> yeah, actually, I'd buy those products. To be fair, so Cloud goes um, basically to go see Rufus, who is alive. And what was, I thought was quite good, it was like, basically, when he gets there, he sees Reno and just absolutely dicks him to get it inside. Yeah. I was like, unlucky. <laughs> I gotta love Reno. And then when Rude comes out, I, I gotta be like, I love Rude in this film. Rude is, yeah. Rude is the best bit of this film by far. Yeah, Reno and Rude were both pretty funny. Uh, yeah. The, Reno's a total putz, but, you know, then Rude comes in. He's got some moments, too, though. Rude when he just comes out looking sharp, and there's before he does anything, sword to his throat. I was like, yeah, yeah, this guy gets it. He's not fucking around. Yeah, the the Turks definitely bring this movie up a notch. Their inclusion, of yeah. it, the the way they're written. Love Reno and Rude do a fantastic job. Uh, Rufus, I I still don't understand. No, uh, I I I don't understand this as well. I really don't understand it because he's got the stigma as well. So again, mm-hmm. it's not just it's not just Cloud and orphans. But what gets I, me is, like, how did you fucking survive that? Yeah. yeah. They also got blown up big time, and they show it, too. Like, the... You yeah. Know, the, the office where like, he was sitting. Yeah. How are you surviving that shit? You're meant... Like, that wasn't just a normal explosion. You got hit by a diamond weapon? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he was the only one in there. Yeah. And see, yeah. here's the other thing. And it, I thought, like, they were covering up because he had some Two-Face shit going on. Like, all these, like, extreme burns from being in this thing. You find out later, yes. no, that's not the case at all. He's just, nothing happened to him. No, no. He's affected by stigma. He should yeah, be he's dead. He's got a head bandage. Yeah. And he doesn't even need yeah, a wheelchair. He, sh- he stands up. <laughs> he doesn't even need a wheelchair. He doesn't need a wheelchair. He's a wrestler. He's, disability f- he's a disability fraud. Yeah, pretty he's much. A- He's a professional wrestler, is what he is. He's, he uh, really he's is. That. Yeah. He's the sort of prick, though, who uses the disabled parking. He's like, oh, I'm right. disabled, then just gets up and walks on. It's like, you're fucking the worst person in humanity. But I will say, though, from that, you know, when, like, Cloud starts talking to him, I actually like Cloud in this bit, because, like, he's trying to go, you want to know how I survived? No, fuck you. Yeah. What do you want me here? I was like, that's good. Well done. Yeah. I'm leaving. It's <laughs> mm-hmm. like, but well then he done. stays, so. Yeah, and then rather than kill him, I thought he might want to oh, kill Reno him. Oh, Reno fucks that up, too, because he says, we can rebuild Shinra, and he goes, I'm out. Yeah, <laughs> bye. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, Rude, just go, oh, Reno. Yeah. And then this is where, oh, fucking hell. Okay, so basically, um, actually, you know, the next thing is with Tifa. Tifa goes to the church, and they realize Cloud's been staying here and finds all the fucking materia, all of mm-hmm. it. It's like, holy shit. But that scene, just watch the beginning of that scene. It has some of the worst dialogue ever in a movie. It's just <laughs> painful. Like That's what gets me this. The writing is so bad of the, the lines. I was like, what is going on? I, I don't know if, if it I... was the cadence, you know, like... They have to overdub it in English, and and they have to make it kind of match up to like where the where the scene is, and it just 
it feels like they either like rushed or or had to pull it back to make sure it matched. It's yeah, disgusting. I don't know what you think, Chris. Well, for the record, I watched this in Japanese because I knew that was going to happen. So I wanted to give yeah. myself the best version of this movie possible because I would not trust an English dub at this point in time with CG and Final Fantasy VII. Just go back and look at the Spirits Within, and that was made in English. So there is that. Um, but it, in this at this point in time, I got to say, if I'm Tifa, I'm a little, I'm beyond worried. Like I'm not feeling bad for Cloud. I'm not concerned. He's he's going to the church where the other romantic love interest who is dead lived, mm. and that's where he's mm. choosing to live. So I'd be very careful around those bed of flowers. You never know what you're going to step in, but you. <laughs> Like, this is something, like, that they're supposed to be in a relationship. They're supposed to be together, and he's hanging out in his old dead girlfriend's house. That That's mm. that's creepy. That's a little mm-hmm. creepy. That's a little just creepy. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. And, and he just leaves a whole thing of material just sitting there as just if it's nothing. There. Yeah. Yeah. Whole box you of it. Ni- the whole box. Knights of the round. Fuck it. It's all there. Yeah. Don't worry. <laughs> You don't have to go to that weird island. It's just in this box. <laughs> just, can you imagine if some small kid just because could, they could have just gone in and just picked it up, zoom, and then just all of a sudden you got Bahamut just flying around everywhere. I was like, oh, for fuck's sake! Like, yeah, but kids these I'm... days wouldn't sit through that cutscene. <laughs> no, <laughs> they'd walk away by the time it by the time it was done. <laughs> That'd be, be worse like... because Bahamut would become autonomous. No one yeah, would be controlling right. it. Yeah, he'd just be doing his own thing. Now, basically, um, oh, hang on. So, uh, yeah, so Tifa goes basically going, oh, well, you know, he's fucking here, the bastard. Then we go back to Kadaj, who is the main Sephiroth, number one, and he beats up Reno Rude like the nothing. And this is where he goes, again, it's so stupid. It's like we've sent out the invitations, the stigma. It's like, no, you you fuck off. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> You've done fucking... And then he basically goes, sits it bef- before Rufus, somehow starts shaking the, pl- the w- room and, like, goes all Sephiroth-y. I was like, no, no, no one can do that. It's bollocks. Yeah, these three guys are some, some real bargain barrel. I mean, they call them remnants, but, I mean, they're supposed to be the, uh, like, the heirs to, you know mother's legacy and like they're they're like basically Sephiroth clones it's like no these guys these are real these, bargain bin these Sephiroths bargain <laughs> bin Sephiroths they're they're supposed to be I think they're manifestations of certain aspects of Sephiroth's personality or who Sephiroth was so yeah I mean the three of them together technically make up one Sephiroth so they're just one third Sephiroth which means there's yeah like multiplicity I the, third, the third copy, fourth copy, something like that. That's them. That's yeah. So one cries like a bitch. Absolute, absolute <laughs> nothing. Um, so Cloud goes, fixes the sword, puts it back, and then passes out in pain. He does that a lot in this film. He yeah. passes out in a in a bit of pain. Um, like, I don't see Denzel bitch. doing that. Man up, man up, Cloud. Yeah, Denzel. Denzel's taking it like a fucking trooper, and he's a little bitch. Yeah, he's a, he's a fucking little orphan, and he's still going. Yeah. And then we go to another cool scene in the film. Again, I thought it was cool. Chris probably was like, mm. um, and number three turns up at the church to fight Tifa. And I thought that that fight was class. I did like this one. This was a good one. And the and the music yes. behind it being like the the piano arrangement of the battle music was just 
awesome. Chef's awesome. Yeah, it was good. I, I thought it was a good scene. But the, the, the thing which made me laugh, I was like, again, Tifa does lose to him. Um, mm-hmm. But what would have helped? What would have really helped in that battle? The fucking big thing of materia you've got sitting there. I don't yeah. know if she knows that it's there yet, does she? Or did she did she actually see it? Because, I mean, you really don't even know that it's there until Marlene starts, like, pegging the guy with him. You know, she's got the open box yeah, she, and she, she starts throwing it at him. Wait, no one's pegging anybody. She's she's hitting him. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean throwing, like, <laughs> all right. Definitely, Marlene's definitely not pegging anybody. No. Objection. This is... This is... I know, this is <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not no I want to keep this show on the air we're not even no that's outrageous I can't believe your first episode Storm and you're mentioning um, Lee Marlene pegging a Sephiroth clone well done that's, I mean the Sephiroth clones yourself. they might be into pegging but it doesn't happen to them in this scene <laughs> no uh, it's not in this scene we it know they're in the leather in, they're in Ooh. yeah they're on the, this might be in the blu-ray version an extra scene. Oh, the pegging. Okay. <laughs> the <Yeah>. pegging. <laughs> with materia. It's like it's like anal beads, but with materia. <laughs> All different colors. Oh, that one was electric. That one was bolt. Ooh, <laughs> Ooh knights of the round. This is gonna be interesting. Fire you go like fire, ice, and lightning, and they're all you know, just you know, the enemy skills for the special knight. <laughs> Could you imagine he put the Ifrif one in? Oh, this is going to be a spicy one. <laughs> <laughs> the all material. Oh, fucking material. And then we go off to Denzel. Denzel's back. You've not seen him for a while. And he basically just bumps into another kid who just says, hey, th- they're going to fix us. And no one says anything. All these orphans are just getting into a truck and they're like, yeah, fuck it, whatever. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's fine. No one's going to try and stop them. This doesn't look dodgy at all. I think uh, I think there's an extended scene um, somewhere in here where um, the girl is carrying her brother and drops his, like, he's got a Moogle stuffed animal and then Denzel, like, picks it up and hands it to her and she, like, shoves him off. So they, they kind of established that he kind of saw these kids before a little bit, mm. but it still is, like, not enough to establish that it's a bunch of, like, sick kids getting on some random truck. And by the way, they're driving really fast, and uh, yeah. those kids are just sitting in an open open <laughs> truck. <laughs> they hit a bump, and those kids are going flying. <laughs> we lose a few of them, it's fine. Look, yeah, it's it it's all, all smooth roads out of Midgar. We we know this. It's the roads yeah. are perfect. Shinra Shinra's like Rome. I mean it, it made everything better and those meddling kids just ruined everything for everybody by destroying Shinra. We know this. You know, because roads are perfect. Yeah, to be those roads to be fair are pretty good. I gotta yeah. give him that. Yeah. They're perfect, Nick. And then so Cloud wakes Cloud basically finds Tifa and once again decides to pass out. I was like, Okay, that's fair mm-hmm. enough. Um, you keep doing that. It's like it, it, he's probably like, "Oh shit, this looks really awkward." You found me, girlfriend. You found me and my other my other woman's thing. Better just pretend to pass out. Yeah, it wasn't like the stigma. It was an anxiety attack. <laughs> <laughs> You've caught me, and he wakes up, 
uh, in a bed and he's been saved by the Turks and they're kind of pissed off. I, again, they're, they're like Chris at this point. Mm. They're really pissed off how mopey he is. It's like, why are you so goddamn mopey? I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm too disappointed to be pissed at this point. I'm just, I have resigned myself to the, the, the way this story has developed. Like, I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. I'm just disappointed. And then Cloud and Tifa have possibly the one of the worst moments ever. Now, you might not have seen this in the Japanese dub, but we definitely did in the English dub. Oh, yeah. Mm. And they have a conversation, like a heart-to-heart, and Tifa suddenly goes, dilly-dally, shilly-shally. Dilly-dally, shilly-shally. <laughs> now, did she say that in your version, Chris? There was in the subtitles, and I had to read this. It, it was dumb. It was very, very it, dumb. Well, what did the subtitles say? That it said that. Exactly. It said exactly that. Yeah. <laughs> now I think and that's I, a Japanese thing. What the they, fuck is they that? They said they said something in Japanese too. That I was like, what are they doing? Like, how does this apply to this these the, this these two's relationship? This was not in Final Fantasy VII. I don't remember any nope. dilly dally shilly shallying in Final Fantasy VII. Maybe that was in the scene when you know, right before they leave to go fight Sephiroth, and like they're they're having that conversation. It's like, oh no, we're going to go to the end of the earth, and then it goes down because we all know that they, you know, bang, and that maybe that was something that they discussed. Maybe some dilly dally shilly shallying happened right before they made the decision to go to 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 Mountain Crater or whatever it was called, and now well, we're just dilly- we're, yeah, we're catching up on this. No, dilly dally shilly shally wasn't meaning Rudy. It was meaning I think they were basically trying to. It was basically like get forget about it and move on, but they couldn't yeah. think of a phrase. She's like, trying to light couldn't... a fire under him, and and that's what they came up with. <laughs> yeah, that's what they. It's basically a kuna matata. It's it's Final Fantasy VII's version of a kuna matata. I'd rather have shite. him say a kuna matata. Yeah, I'd rather have him say a kuna matata. It makes so much more sense. Yeah. But there we do, dilly dally, shilly shally. It was like that is possibly one of the worst lines in movie history. I hope they remember this one day. They dig it out of a crater and they go, "That is how you do bad writing." Indeed. Doesn't Eris say it later too in a in a flash? She does. She does. Yeah. She's... It's like, yep. oh, fucking hell! Could you imagine, and... like, the writers are sitting around and they're like, "You know what? We're gonna make this a thing." We're going to make this a catchphrase. Everyone's going to love it. And someone else had to say, yeah, that sounds like yeah, a great yeah. idea. Someone it's had not... to agree to that shit. Someone had Imagine to. if it if it appears in Rebirth, I'll piss myself. Uh, I will. It needs to. It's got to. It. <laughs> it's got to appear in Rebirth. It has to as a bit of a callback. It's got to. So then we get right. So then we go to the Forgotten City. Now, this is where it just gets. I still get, think this is fucking ridiculous. So, I've still got no idea what the fuck's going on. So, they're in the Forgotten City. And then, Kadaj goes on this big rant about, you know, how Mother will save us. And all these kids are just like, yeah, what what ifs? I don't give a shit. We're orphans, we need food. We're orphans, we need food. He then goes into the water, right? And makes it black. And then goes, and then drinks from it. And then tells the kids to do the same. What? Just, yeah. (laughs) No. I won't get in that water. Drink this nasty water. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I gotta de- I gotta defend the kids in this situation, right? So they're orphans. They have nothing. They're probably incredibly impoverished. They're starving. They're dying from some disease no one wants. And at least someone's like, you know what? You can drink this black shit. And they're thinking, either this kills me, which isn't terrible, or it fixes mm. me. 
eh, I got really nothing to lose. I I, I got, think it's fine. I think it works. I got I fine. But they get in fully clothed. So? Just, just fucking just dirty. Ugh, dirty they're dirty, already dirty. dirty. <laughs> they're yeah, orphans. They're all, really. They're orphans. Yeah. Fuck it. So all they get stinky in. and dirty. Yeah. It makes it cleans them up a little bit. They probably haven't had a wash in a while. Uh, no. They so their eyes get all fucked up, and then Cloud basically goes to fight. Uh, goes to save them, and then your Aerith comes in, and he's like, "I wanted to save you. S- save who?" I was like, "Oh, here we go. He's got fucking survivors' guilt, isn't he? That's right. what this whole thing's about." I was like, "I thought we, I thought we covered this in the last game. Yeah, I thought this was all it. sorted. Yeah. We're over it, but clearly not." And then we have another fight with the gang again. I thought again, cool fight, cool fight. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good one. Although he does like uh Kadaj makes sure that Cloud is surrounded by all these children, so like they're basically using the, the little children as human shields to block Cloud. He has to kinda yeah. scoot out of the way. That's how you do it, yeah. Basically, give him geostigma and these basically huge kid wrecking balls. I'm surprised if it was Chris, he would have just gone through. Like fuck this, <laughs> yeah, orphans. probably. They don't. They don't well, matter. Marlene was in the front, though. Don't forget. I think he I mean, kind of locks eyes with Marlene, and that's what makes him like really hit the brakes and and skid. That's what yeah, the blunt Denzel. edge is for. <laughs> <laughs> if it was Denzel, he would have just plowed into him. But Marlene's there. He's like shit. Shit. Yeah. And Cloud basically can't do it on himself because he's still like not 100% and he needs Vincent to save him. And that was so goddamn cool, Vincent coming in. Yeah. And it's like, rather than actually helping the fight, Vincent, no, you'll just run away. I was like, it's the perfect opportunity to go, you know, three on two. No, no, no. Vincent's just going to run away like a bitch. He could turn and into a monster and everything. It's very disappointing. He could turn into a monster and everything, just does nothing. Yeah. And he basically tells Cloud, I've managed to save Alina and Song. I've done the best I can. Cloud gets pissed off I with... Uh, they all get pissed off with each other. Marlene gets pissed off with Cloud. I was like, oh, for fuck's sake, here we go. Great parenting. And after a bit of a pep talk from Vincent, Cloud's like, okay, I'll go save the day. Why, is, yeah, why isn't he pissed off that Vincent doesn't do more? I don't know. Is he doesn't really shout, does he? He's got no emotion. He's an emotion. The more I watch it, the more I agree with you, Chris. He's just a shit protagonist. Yeah, he's awful. Right, and then, like, the main reason that Cloud is like, all right, fine, I'll, I'll take Marlene home and, you know, do what I'm supposed to do, is that he dropped his phone in the fucking water, and yeah. then Vincent, being, like, this ancient vampire guy, doesn't have a phone. So he's mm-hmm. like, all right, fine, I'll take Marlene home. Like, what yeah. the hell, dude? <laughs> Because I can't make a phone call. I was like, bullshit, such a, can you not make a phone a call? Such a flimsy premise. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I'm, you go do it. I'm team Vincent. Vincent knows what's up. He saw the yeah, future. Vincent, He's like, I don't I don't want that shit. Good for He's him. fine. Vincent unplugs. He, he knows. Yeah. yeah. By the he, way, he I know. He's like, I love that all these phones are essentially Sony Ericsson's from the era. It's so cool. Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You got to push that, haven't you? Yeah. It's like, do we have a Samsung? No, it's got to be a Sony. Um, and then it goes to Edge, and basically now the now the parents are pissed off. Like, where are our kids? Where where was your fucking parenting earlier on? You did nothing. You let them take him without. There was like no parental responsibility there. Now you're getting pissed off. But the kids are just there. They're being sold as orphans. <laughs> so now all of a sudden they have parents. 
Uh, yeah. Midgar, Midgar's, fucking... Midgar's gone to shit. Society has fallen. Uh, yeah. We need to find, we need to find someone to blame. Uh, I don't know who it yeah. is. But right now, I mean, apparently, we just need to get rid of all the parents. So fuck, yeah. fuck the orphans. We're making, we're making the parents Red Thirteen food now. They're going we to. We are. Well, yeah. They are doing this like ultimate parent food because Kadaj is talking to Rufus and he's basically chatting shit. Then he goes, "Oh, let's have some fun." Summons a Bahamut and I was like, "Holy shit!" I was yeah. like, I, I, "If I was there, I'd be like, ah, oh, crap. I would, I would be fuck my kid. Bye." Yeah, that was yeah. pretty cool. And did uh, like before he destroys that, um, like basically they think that I don't know if this is an extended scene because otherwise, like, why the fuck are they at this like giant fountain or whatever? And mm-hmm. the fountain itself has that like meteor in the middle of it mm. that kind of looks like the Final Fantasy VII logo, which I thought was pretty yeah. cool. That was a nice mm-hmm. touch. But basically, they're there because they think that Genova or Mother is in the fountain in somehow. the monuments. Yeah, and then that's that's where Reno and Root are like, that's that's not where it is. They basically tip their hand, and then they're like, oh, it's not in there. So you know where it is, basically. Like, Oopsie. Did, did anyone yeah. else get the feeling? And this is this is. I'm not trying to take away from scene because scene is actually pretty cool. Um, but did anyone get the feeling uh, like an old anime recycled scene thing going on here? Because they summon these beasts, and mm-hmm. everyone in the in the plaza just starts bolting out of the plaza. And the beast starts going after them and, like, killing people. But it keeps, like, flashing back to the beast jumping on people in the plaza, like, 20 (laughs) minutes afterwards. And every single time there's an aerial shot, you still see people running out of the plaza. It's like, are they running back into the plaza while they're running out of it? Like, how long is it taking them to get out of there and back to their homes? What is, like, I, I don't understand what's happening. Because they're just like, like yeah. running back and forth. It's it's weird. I forgot the kid. Shit! Get the kid. Oh yeah. no! Fuck the kid. Uh, I forgot yeah. about the kid anyway. Let uh, fuck him. It definitely gets to the point where it's like those. I thought those weird dogs were done. Uh, they're still here. <laughs> yeah. So that's just, all they've got. Well, it just yeah. it goes back to like a a theme I've been saying like at the very beginning. Like a lot of these things that happen are in concept cool, and that's what this this entire movie kind of feels like. Not not to get to the end and spoil anything, but in in concept, everything they're putting out here is cool, but everything just seems to last too long or just kind of go in weird directions that don't make any sense. And if they had just tightened some things up instead of just being like, this looks cool, that looks cool, and just keep everything they thought was cool in, I think this movie would have been would have been a lot better cool. suited to what it was trying to do. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a bit it's a, they tried and like get too much exposition. And it, they, they try too hard, um, and it's like focus on the cool stuff because the cool stuff was next, and that's the Rena and Rude fight with two and three, and that was fucking awesome. That was hilarious. Yeah. Like when Rude tries to do a suplex on the guy, and the guy keeps hold of him. I was like, that's yeah. amazing. That's so good. And then the core strength it takes to just like throw him from that position is yeah, it's just outrageous. And then. During their fight, a sign falls on Rue, just falls on his head. I was like, that's funny. That is... Yeah, he'd be dead. Like, that's another thing. Like, Cloud can get shot in the face. Rude can get, like, a full-on metal sign to the dome, and he's fine. <laughs> and he's completely fine. And then potentially one of the best bits of the film, 
where he, Rude uh, Reno falls on him and he basically steps on his glasses and Reno's <laughs> and Rude's like no fuck and then just pulls out another set I was like that's that's funny yeah. that's yeah, well he's done he's spares it's good stuff <laughs> I was like I fucking love you Rude I love you so much and so Bahamut's now getting pissed off because he can't find the head and all before basically it, the shit's gonna happen with the monsters because Tifa's trying to protect Denzel, then the crew come in. And I have to say, I don't like how Barrett's designed. I liked it. Yeah, it looked... I, I did like how he had, like, uh, like a robotic fist that just, like, transformed into a gun. Into the that gun. Was yeah. Cool. yeah, that was cool. But maybe I'm just looking at the Reba, uh, you know, Final Fantasy VII remake, I'm like, why is he doesn't look like that? Make him look like yeah, that. Yeah, he does look a little different. I, th- I thought he looked yeah. like it. I liked his design. He's... And then you basically, everyone's jumping in then. So Red's in, Kate Kate Sith's in, Vincent's in, and they're all in. And I was like, every time I see Sid, I feel sad. Because Sid's meant to be about my age. I'm like, fuck. He's an old man. Life's been hard. Sid looked the the weirdest to me. Sid had the weirdest kind of design. He looked like his face. There's something about his face that just, I don't know. It's it's like like he's got parent fucked up jaw. Uh, yeah, um, I don't know. There's something just off about Sid for me. Very, very off. Yeah. I do love his, like, I can't wait to see him in Rebirth. Oh, man, I can't wait to see Sid. I fucking love him. I like how and, how Yuffie comes in and, like, her motivation to fight them is, like, someone's trying to steal the materia, and she's like, oh, no way. <laughs> yeah, Yuffie's oh, the best. Oh, what the chances? Yeah, Yuffie yeah. is the she's best. She's like, I'm in now. Bombs. Yeah. Fucking, <laughs> I fucking love Yuffie. That's why Yuffie and Sid are my team. They've always been yep. my team. Freaking love them. And then the battle between the original group and Bahama happens. And I was like, do you know what? This actually, I've always thought, how the hell did they fight these massive beasts? Oh, this kind of explains it, because they can do fucking ninjutsu shit all the time. And I was like, that's so cool. I was like, this is yeah. just a really cool battle. And then after a while, Cloud turns up and the gang just go, right, fuck it. We don't need right. it anymore. Part the sea. That was something I had written down because, um, you know, this coming out in like, what did this come out originally? 2008. And I did watch mm. it and I, I remembered not liking like how this, how the story went, you know, like it was really confusing to watch, but you know, the battle scenes were cool. Cause it was, you know, we we're used to, you know, three on a side and you just stand there and take turns. Yeah. You know, so to be able to see these characters, you know, running and jumping around and like, mm. you know, boosting each other up and you know, taking slashes cool. at this thing was was yeah, it was really cool. Yeah, that it, was really cool. It was uh, two thousand five, by the way, two thousand five when it first Ooh, came out. Even, oh, dang. even, yeah, oh, those, we're those, even older. Cool. The, yeah, yep. those three years would have made the difference of the plot. I did like yeah, that scene when everyone's throwing him up. <laughs> oh, oh, that, that was oh, that right. scene was so cool. Because that's when it really felt like all of the previous party members from Final Fantasy VII all came together and all had their moment to shine. I loved it. Uh, that was probably my favorite scene in the entire movie when they were tossing Cloud up. Even though it doesn't make any sense from a line of physics or anything like that, it was no. still incredible. No, it has nope. no no thing from physics. Because I kept thinking, how is everyone else beating Cloud to the top? I was like, the fuck? <laughs> I'm already up there, don't worry. I got you. Yeah, how did I get up there? It's <laughs> fucking stupid. But as they're doing that, right, as Cloud's doing his moments, Rufus is talking with 
um, Kadaj, and then just basically stands up, shows he's got Genova's head, and just throws it off. I was like, what the fuck? Why is that your game? Why is that your, your play is just to throw it off the side of the building? And then and then shoots it. I was like, why? <laughs> what, 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 what is the point? What is the goal? What, I have no idea. What are you doing? Just if you did, you, you, uh, it's so bad. Yeah, like that thing has been, and then the implication is like, he's had that giant blanket on this whole time covering him, not because he's burned, not because he's, you know, got stigma all over, it's just because he wanted to hide the Genova box. Yeah, of course. <laughs> oh, oh. I don't, what's in there? You said her head. It's Genova's head. It's a head. It's but it's like, it's, it's tiny. It's like a lunchbox. Yeah, I was thinking, <laughs> yeah, it's a lunchbox. Unless yeah. what, what's left of it. And then when it gets shot or cut or whatever, just like the kind of like green high C looking stuff comes out. And that's yeah, ecto cooler. Yeah. yeah. So now we... Yeah. <laughs> ecto cooler. But I was like, what, what, what is the goal here? I was like, but if, you, if you were going to shoot it, why didn't you just destroy it, yonk, put it in some hazard bin and just be fucking done with it? I, I just don't get it. Like someone's gonna have to, someone's in the comments gonna go. Well, this is actually the reason why. This is I, fucking, I'm all for it because I have no idea what his play is. It's not yes, one please bit. explain it to us. I, I yeah. missed it because wasn't the entire reason they had Genova before was so Hojo could use it for his like evil experiments. Yeah, exactly. That was, that was the entire reason. Exactly. So yeah. everyone learned supposedly learned their lesson, so why is Rufus Shinra holding on to this, even though Shinra's destroyed, everything's destroyed? He's not going to get anything from it. He's not... Clearly doesn't look like he has any intention of doing anything with it other than just holding on to it, which makes probably yeah. makes me think he has more problems than these three Sephiroth doofuses. But, like, <laughs> I, I... And, like, why do, why do the Turks care? Like, some of them... Like, Sung is smart enough to probably say that this is stupid. I Yes. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. It makes no sense. So now this box has been thrown, and the race begins to go get, basically, Genova's head. And Cloud runs off with Kadaj and number two and three. And they start having... Well, two and three start having a fight with Cloud in a tunnel, which, again, I thought was cool. And at one point, one of them throws a bike at him. <laughs> like, yeah. Fucking fine again the core strength yeah the core <laughs> strength to do that i was like this is ridiculous but this is where again i was like hang on roof um, rena and rude have got ahead of the scene they've managed to get a helicopter so quick and they managed to get ahead of the scene and basically rude's made this shitty bomb and he's yeah. like rena's kind of like what's the bomb he's like don't know made it myself it's like okay <laughs> this is gonna kill us all but fuck it. This'll be fun. Fucking love Rude. RPG logic so happens good. again, too, because they don't... Nothing happens to them. No, yeah, nothing happens. Time. Nothing happens RPG at all. Logic. And then it goes to Clouds and Kadaj, and basically they head into the ruined slums, and Kadaj doesn't like what he sees and cries. It's like, what the fuck's wrong with you? Cause what the fuck's wrong with people? Weird. It's no emotionless people. It's just stupid. And then, and what made me laugh was like clouds outside the church, and he's like, "Fuck the door!" Poof, just goes right. right in, smashes it up. And then 
then again, plot bollocks. They start fighting in the church, and this leads to the planet releasing water to heal the geostigma. Yeah, they, going, they wrap that up pretty conveniently. Yeah, but, but my point, uh, fair enough, yeah, it's convenient now. But if the planet was dying because of this geostigma, why didn't it do that before? Right. It's like, oh, Cloud's better now from this. Like, we're, the geostigma is done. We don't have to worry about that anymore. Let's just get to the final fight. <laughs> yeah. Just uh, Earth's ghost. That's why. Yeah, Holy, Holy Materia is still or- activating. What about the orphans? What about them? No one cares about them. Well, yeah, who What's cares? Your point? No, no one cares anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They've done yeah. their part. Could you, could you imagine the poor orphans are going to Aerith? Why didn't you release the water earlier? Fuck you. Uh, because I, I don't like kids. That's why I never had them. So go away. That, that's what she would say. <laughs> oh, I would love the voice actress to, to say, but fuck you. I would, oh, God. If I ever meet her in real life, I'm going to get her to say that phrase. I'm just going to get her to go, fuck the orphans. And then she will never say I'm that. sure the orphans are fine, though. They they still don't have homes. They're still starving. But as long, but right now, I mean, they're not dying from geostick. No. But Red 13's probably sitting there going, I want my dinner. Yeah, poor, there's no poor children Red to be ground up. Yeah, there were I mean, all kinds yeah. of tasty orphans just out there for him. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Have, have you ever heard of Sweeney Todd? You know, that that is a thing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Red 13 can open up a barbershop for orphans. There we go. Yeah. Yeah, where, the, where are the bodies? I don't know. <laughs> he needs puppies. He has puppies to feed, man. Exactly. That's another question in itself. He's very yeah. sexual. So the battle begins between Cloud and Kadaj, and now Cloud's been completely healed as well, so he's like back to 100%. And the gang turn up, and Vincent just says, leave him alone. He doesn't need us. And I did like where Kate Sif's like, lady, lassie, shut your gob. <laughs> It must yeah, have made you feel at home. That Kate Sith was Scottish. Like, yeah, what was going Kate on? Sith yeah. Scottish. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a, it's a. The name uh, Kite She or Kite Si. That's uh It's a Gaelic monster from folklore. It's oh, okay. There we go. Yeah, yeah. That's oh, where they got it. Because it's it's not but Kite the... Sith. It's or, or Kate Sith. It's Kite Si. It's some Scottish but thing. Yeah. What makes me yeah, laugh? Something like, I'm not going to pronounce it... right. Exactly. <laughs> but they all know it's Reeve. They all know Reeves, the guy. So why is Reeves? Is he just back in the back in the office going, "Oh, speaking Scottish"? Yeah, yeah. They don't address that. Where is Reeve? He's somewhere. He's he's controlling the body somewhere. Why? I don't know. He, you think he'd just be in the plane with a remote control, wouldn't you? You think he just would be out and about and hadn't, wouldn't have to worry about like a remote control cat moogle anymore, like that? Nope. nope. What? He the entire well, he's safe again? He is. Yeah, wherever he is, he's probably in Calm or in Nibelheim or, or somewhere. He's he's not there. Uh, probably uh, Costa del Sol. That's where he's at. He's chilling on the beach. Oh, yeah. Uh, having a good time, looking through his, like, iPad, controlling his cat dude. And he's like, hey, guys, I'm with you. Uh, I need another martini. But you're doing he's really the, great. He's on the beach with his steam deck. Yeah. That's what... That's how he controls it. <laughs> he's playing Advent you, Children, the mobile app. Could you imagine, like, he's like, hey, excuse me, love. Could Excuse me, my love, lady. Could you um, please get me another martini? And the next second as she walks off, he's like, lassie, shut your gob. Yeah. <laughs> it's the gin in the martini that's making him talk like that. He's like, oh, thank yeah, you, thank is. you. Shut it up. Must be the gin. <laughs> Ice in so a slice. Sh- and then... <laughs> 
And then, like, Yuffie's like, sexist. And then Barrett's like, yeah. men don't get it either. <laughs> I do. Do you know what? That's one thing from Rebirth. Like, I want to see more of, like, the, the, the interaction between them all. Because I reckon it would be proper stupid. I, I am looking forward to them doing that. Mm-hmm. And then, so Cloud is absolutely whipping Kadaj's ass. He's, he's not even breaking a sweat. And oh, is this is this where he like gets himself set up with his swords? Like he's got that um, that kind of sheath on his back where he can keep yeah. multiple. You can tell there's slots for multiple swords, and so this is where yeah. he gears up. And like every time he opens his motorcycle and it just flips out with all this, it just reminds me of that like the like the thing for kitchen knives, like the block for kitchen knives, <laughs> and you just pick out whatever you want. And then he's like like clicking them together and like how does that yeah. make the sword better you're just adding more swords to your sword but yeah, yeah. again rpg logic there rpg logic <laughs> it's crafting but i like how he's to... he clicks them together and at one point it becomes useful because he can click one off and and fight yeah. with two and then just like throw them back together <laughs> it's awesome it's it's crafting it's, man. It is, craft he's getting the so crafting cool. trend it is right. the craftage it's like how can we make the buster sword even cooler we can do this it's like yeah that's fucking pretty sweet that's yeah. that's so cool. Again, oh yeah, RPG logic. How does that make sense? I completely agree so, with you. It, so over bullshit. the top, so over the top. But it's like, have you ever tried to fucking carry that? I just your arm would just die. And then basically, what is Kadaj throws mother at his at Cloud's face. And then what was pretty cool? He basically eventually grabs it and goes down, drinks it. And as he's about to hit the deck, and Cloud's about to finish him off, he literally just instantly turns the Sephiroth. I was like. That is cool as shit. Yeah. Sure. Are we agreeing that's cool, Chris? He's, no, he's like, sure. Dumb, dumb, dumb. How he transformed is kind of dumb. But yeah. seeing yes. Sephiroth was pretty cool. Se- Sephiroth so being it's... there is cool. Having Sephiroth is there. cool. The, the way it happens is... Whatever. Is dumb. It's dumb. It's dumb. It's very dumb. I agree. It, it, it breaks um, RPG logic. Like, he's dead. He is dead. Right. He is dead. He's, he's just the memory. He'll never be. But his consciousness is in the life stream. His consciousness is always there. And I always forget that the voice of Sephiroth is Superman. Which one? From the animated, animated series. Show? The oh, animated show. It, yeah, like you from the Justice League things. It's like, that, that, that's Sephiroth. No, that's Superman. That's No, you shouldn't be allowed to do that. I always think that's funny. Like, that, that shouldn't be happening. And then... Sephiroth summons darkness. They talk, smash, and then the fight starts happening. And I have to say, this is the best version of One Winged Angel ever with the, yeah. with the rock band. It's good. It's good. I have that yeah. written down, and and as soon as it started playing, I was like sitting by myself watching this, like fucking cool. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's yeah. so cool with the rock band. I was like, oh, I it love rules. this. It's a good version. It just add rock music. And Cloud is getting absolutely dicked at this fight. Even though the fight's really cool, he is getting his ass handed to him. Sephiroth is clearly better. Turns him into a pincushion. At one point, he had him like oh, he... on the end of that super long sword, and he's just holding him up and like, you know, talking to him and stuff. And then I think either Cloud jumps up, gets away and jumps up, or he flips him up in the air and just like stabs him a bunch of times. Yeah. With that so that's sword. in the complete version. So in the original yeah, version, oh, <laughs> in the original version, um, Sephiroth just stabs Cloud in the shoulder, and that's kind of the, the it. Um, oh, that sucks. But, yeah, I know. 
But yeah, Chris, you should watch the YouTube bit. They found it on YouTube, the extended edition. And literally does stab him in the shoulder. And then, yeah, he raises him as a pit and literally starts going... Yeah, pumping him with bloody the sword. too. He is oh, bleeding wow. out. Like, he is yeah. absolutely annihilates him. Yeah, I was like, fucked. holy shit, he is <laughs> fuck cloud up. The cloud is like everywhere. I was like, oh my God, he's got no... He's got no chance. But do you notice they... I, I completely forgot... When he impaled him originally on the um, on the sword, that was what they did with um, Mario for Smash Brothers. Oh, yeah, it is like his. Uh, that was yeah. that's what they used. I was like, oh my god, well, that trailer. By the way, ten out of ten for that trailer. It's fucking awesome. It's also <laughs> what happens to Cloud in uh, Nibelheim. Nibelheim uh, in in the yeah. flashback when Sephiroth stabs yeah. him and then he pulls him in and then throws him off the the side, so he dies. Mm-hmm. Fucking it, badass! Yeah, it's a it's a bunch of callbacks to a lot moments. of stuff, which is cool. If you're a big FF7 fan, yeah, that's, that's it's, it. Means it's cool regardless. It, the the fight scenes are cool. It's it's the fight scene. Like honestly, you, the Adventure Origin complete version is so good. Just seeing how badly he gets his ass handed to him, and then Zack appears in a dream world and says, "You've beaten him once. Just do it again." As that's all it was. It's like, is it? Do you need a hand? I was like, what? As if Zack's going to suddenly appear and You're save right. the day. That's, what's he going to do? How many Zack scenes were in just the regular original version? Um, just this he, only, he only sees okay. Zack like, talk twice. Yeah. You see him once at the ending when he kind of goes, bye, and that's about uh-huh. it. Okay, because there's, um, there's a scene, and I don't know if it's in, in the complete version only, but it, it, kind of like a similar flashback with like Nibelheim when they're in the truck and it's just this really awkward cut of, of Zach going, we're friends, right? And then that yeah. was it basically. Yeah. I think I, yeah, I think I remember friends. that. Yeah. 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 That happens yeah. as well. Sorry. Yeah. That was before it was just an awkward scene. Now, it's you know, just... mentioning Zach made me think of it. <laughs> yeah. It's just fucking the whole thing with Zach. I do like, I like Zach fair again. Yeah. I love fucking crisis core crisis cause. I'm looking at Zach right now. Hi Zach. Um, so basically, Cloud gets over himself and then d- delivers the Omni Slash version 2.0 and absolutely annihilates Sephiroth with all the blades. Again, cool anime logic that the blades can just stand in there, stand in. Yeah, they're just you know, out, yeah, out floating. It's mm-hmm. like cool, kick Sephiroth's ass, and Sephiroth's like he's like, go back to where you long, and he's like, in my memory, he's like, I will never be just a memory, and then. He becomes Kadage again. Again, that makes no fucking sense. No. no. Yeah, not and really. then there's there's it Kadar- makes me get a bunch of theory crafting of what actually was going on in Final Fantasy VII, but we don't have enough time for that. So I'm just gonna say we it's, haven't got it's enough stupid. time for that. No, it's stupid. <laughs> and then they all all the remnants die. They're all dead. I was like, okay, bye. Don't care. Really don't care. And then we go back to the church where all the orphans are now. Everyone's getting healed. Everyone's happy. And Cloud basically pours the pure water over Denzel, cures him. Red 13's looking there disappointed because he hasn't had any dinner. Nope. And then Cloud looks forward and he can see Aerith and Zack walking away. And Zack's like, bye, I'm going to go bang her in the afterlife because it was she was always mine to begin with. Yep. She's not yours. She's mine. You've got Tifa. I'll deal Stop with this. Stop sleeping in her church, you weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> Desecrating these flowers. 
Yeah, Cloud's proper anxiety attack is like, oh my god, there's so many, so many witnesses to my crimes. I didn't know it snowed in this church. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, shit. And the, the water's making this worse. Oh my god, the water. It's everywhere. It's shampoo, it's shampoo. <laughs> Cloud's like head under trying to get his hair. Oh, there we go. Great shampoo. That's how his hair sticks up all the time. Oh my god. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> that explains and, it. That explains it. I didn't see anyone selling is. hair gel in throughout the entirety of Final <laughs> Fantasy VII in Midgard. Did you? I didn't. So now we know. Mm-hmm. Now we know the answer. It's the water in the church. Now, after Aerith died, the water in the church own. after Aerith yeah. died, and that's it. The movie ends. Everyone's happy, and then we go except on for to the Dirty person Cerberus. watching it. Yeah. it Except right, I was gonna say, except for it. whoever sat through it. I have to say, I was telling, I was telling Chris before we started. You know, I watched it. it we've been planning this for a couple of weeks, and I watched mm-hmm. it initially, and I was like, "That was great! I can't believe like I didn't like this movie before." And then every time I watched it since then, it got like a little bit worse. <laughs> so I probably watched it three or four times just to kind of make sure I had everything, you know, <laughs> COVID covered and and it was worse each time so it's uh it's pretty uh it's pretty not good (laughs) i would only what i would only say it like fuck the plot just watch it for the fight scenes that's the only thing i would recommend and even now even now it's kind of like you know we can kind of expect that technology like it's not anything new back then 2005 it was like holy crap this looks absolutely incredible and amazing Mm -hmm. but now it's kind of like Ah, it's just a cutscene. It's just a regular cutscene. Right. They're they're glorified cutscenes and and even now like you play remake and it's like that's that's the definitive version. Like you don't even need to watch this movie anymore cuz I mean just running around and having a battle in remake is just as good as watching this movie. Better actually cuz it's more fun. Yes. yes. And it's it's one of them, it has to stay in law because, you know, it's going to be this thing between Dirge of Cerberus and Dirge of Cerberus remake will happen. They will eventually make, someone will do something with that game. They have to because that game was shite. Um, good, because I'll have a know. chance to play it and maybe a good version. Oh, I don't know if you, if, you, if you played that game. No. Dirge of Cerberus? No. Oh, it's bad. It's bad. Are we going to hear I an episode it. of it? Oh, at some point we will. Okay. At some point we have to. We have to. Uh, I played it day dot when I originally got it. Oh, it's bad. Let's put it. It's bad. It's not good. No, 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 no. So that is the film. Don't bother watching it because we've just, you know, there's, there's no point. I think it's just a mild disappointment. Watch it for the fight scenes and nothing else. I, I have to wonder why it yeah. exists. Yeah, I have to wonder why it exists. I, why I, it exists. I do agree with you. No. Um, Money. I mean, that's that's it, right? Final Fantasy VII was really successful. They didn't make a Final Fantasy VII sequel at that point, I don't think. Maybe Dears of Cerberus was right around there. Crisis Core was right around there. They they wanted to expand the universe because I think they discovered that Final Fantasy VII was lucrative, and they yeah. were they had explored the idea. I think Ten Two came out around this time. Final Fantasy Ten Two. Yeah. So they're like, oh, we can make sequels and expand the universe of our Final Fantasy games, even though we haven't before. Final Fantasy VII's ending, by the way, for those who have not played it, and if you're listening to this, I don't know why, but it is very conclusive at the end, where Red Thirteen is running up to a 
like nature has taken over Midgard with his two puppies that they do not explain how he gets. It's just it's a weird ending. It implies that everyone is dead. Everyone True. dies at the end of Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. That's what is implied. The planet does not want humanity. The planet eradicates humanity. Very much implies that. Unless there's and everyone's like it's open ended. Like okay, fine. Explain to me how it's open ended. There are no humans. So why does this exist? And I think Danny's right on the money. It is money because there's mm. no reason for anything to happen after Final Fantasy VII. So yes, they are pulling shit out of their ass in order to mm-hmm. make a movie. Just so I think they just wanted to have fun with the cutscenes and and do a lot of cool shit with the characters in Final Fantasy VII. And why wouldn't you want to do that if you could? Because the FMV yeah, exactly. scenes in the original Final Fantasy VII are shit. So what they did here, Correct. yeah. It looks significantly better than what the PS1 did, obviously. Uh, it looks a lot better than what the PS3 was doing at the time. And mm-hmm. it, it is a technical showpiece. It looks really good, for two, especially for 2005. But beyond that... Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, it does. Because there's there's no real reason to do anything beyond the original Final Fantasy VII story-wise, the story is a complete and utter mess. It's, it's awful. And it makes no sense. It is something that's yeah. self-contained. It's something that, I guess, like, you know, I, I mean, it's not something that's going to be like, this is canon, this is not canon, or whatever, because it's, I don't think anyone cares that much, but... Um, <laughs> no, people do. It, okay, well, uh, well, then it's self-contained, because they solve the problem, you know, they kill off these remnants, and there you go, there's, an, there's a neat little bow on it, and everyone's healed at the end, so... Yeah, everyone's It can exist, yeah, it can exist or not exist, however you want. Yeah, it's all, everyone's happy, the world The world will survive, don't worry, no one's gonna, do, well, you know, you can just basically ignore it. I wonder if they will retcon it one day. Give it, like, 20 years, they might do. Remake already retconned Turn it into a game, or a chapter. I suppose, yeah. Yeah, remakes already cool. retcon things. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, who's to say they won't make Advent Children the game? Please don't. Please don't. Yeah. Please don't. <laughs> so, my friends, if you have to score this out of 10, what are we giving it? I'll go to you first. I'll go to you first, Storm. What are you giving it? Oh, man. Um, maybe a six. I mean, the story's bad, but watching it for, and especially in its time and place, it was pretty uh, visually good looking. So, um, mm. And the fight scenes are great. Um, it's it's cool that was that was our first real view of those characters in a you know like fully rendered three D, mm-hmm. you know computer animated style. So yeah, I guess a, a six. A six, yeah, fair enough, Christopher. I'm giving this a four. Uh, just because a movie, the entire reason why you make a movie, the entire reason you make cinema, is so that you could tell a story. Yes, it looks fantastic. It looks great, but. There's no story. The story is horrible. It's told horribly. It doesn't go anywhere. doesn't really accomplish anything. And then when you get to the end, you really have to suspend all of your disbelief to try to make sense of anything that's happening that's going on. And the only reason this does exist is just to essentially feed people Final Fantasy VII porn uh, when, you know, because they're, they're just like, we can make money off people who just love this game and, and the franchise. And good for them. Uh, if if you do, and I'm happy if you do, and I'm happy you enjoy this, but I just think this is this is total shit from a narrative standpoint, but it is beautiful, terrible shit. It's like if someone squatted down over one of those toilets that we don't have here in the United States, you know those ones that are in the ground in other countries, and they squatted down and they took a shit, and it made a perfect swirl 
it just like, oh, wow, that's that's an impressive shit. It's still a shit, but I can be impressed by it. And that is Final Fantasy VII Advent Children. Bravo. Bravo. <laughs> I, uh, now I just want to try and recreate the perfect shit. I'm trying to make a shit swirl. That's all I want to do. I'm literally, I'm going to go to like, because like I know India, they're one of those countries where you shit in a hole. I just want to go, rise. look at this. Look what I made. Shit swirl. It's Final Fantasy VII Advent Children. And then throw the disc in afterwards. Whoosh. <laughs> no, I, I, I'll go in the middle and give it a five. Story shit. Story makes no sense. The characters are moody, ridiculous, but the fight scenes are absolutely awesome and actually make it. Otherwise, I wouldn't. Can you imagine if there were no fight scenes? I would have cried. This would have been dreadful. So yeah, I'll go. I'll go five and give it as that. So that is it, my friends. We have watched this pile of shit for you, so you don't have to. It has been an absolute pleasure. Now, basically, we don't endorse uh, all the orphans being crushed and used for Red 13 meat. Please don't do that with orphans. That's not something to do. You will actually find yourself in prison. No, you won't, because um, they're not real people and no one cares about them. Fucking <laughs> <Okay>, hell. <laughs> <laughs> but, guys, thank you very much, Chris. As always, it's a pleasure having you on the show. And, Storm, thank you for making your first ever appearance. Thank you. It was a pleasure. It was an honor to uh, to chat with you guys. That was great. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, thanks, Danny. Right. Thanks for having me on once again. I'm, th- I'm glad that you tolerate me. I always tolerate you, my friend. Always. I always do. Okay, boys. I look forward to seeing you again soon. All right. Later, Danny. Thank you. See ya. And that was episode 94 of Final Fantasy VII Advent Children. Thank you very much all for listening. I hope you've had a really good time. Thanks very much as always, Chris. It's great having you on. And Sam, you made a great debut. I look forward to chatting to you again soon. Everyone, take care of yourself. And as I said at the beginning, if you want to help and join in a bit more, go to patreon.com forward slash RetroWars and go over to YouTube where you can please leave a subscribe and let's get us to a thousand mark. Until then, I will see you all next week. Take care of yourselves. I've been Danny. Bye-bye.